If you want to know, you have to ask. Find out here on Ask Simply Mary. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today on Ask Simply Mary. And now I'm going to be doing my videos in conjunction with my sound bites for Anchor. So uh, we should be able to get these videos put together much nicer lately. Uh, and so this is the first one I'm doing this way. I'm hoping that it turns out good. Uh, and what I do on my podcast is basically answer questions on my Cora feed. And then I give you my input and my help and I try to give you the best credible resources that I can find because I want nothing more than to see you succeed. So stick around with me today on Ask Simply Mary. We are going to talk songwriting next. Okay guys, thank you for staying tuned in and for that short little break right there. Uh, and what I want to do is go through these Quora questions because there are several about songwriting here. Um, let's see, what kind of songwriting do you do and how did your journey lead you there? What is your approach to songwriting as a professional musician? What are some songs you're sick of playing? Uh, I'm trying to write a song, but I'm never satisfied by my work. What do you suggest I do? Um, so we have several questions going on there, and we can touch on each of them in our own little ways. So uh, first of all, how did this lead me to songwriting? My journey led me here because when I could reach a piano and get the keys going down, I wanted to write a song so bad, I can't even tell you. And I would watch my mom play and I would be like, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna do that someday. And you know, eventually I got into taking piano lessons at a young age and attempting to write my very first song. And for those of you who are just tuned in on Cora, or on Anchor, <laughs> sorry, I'm showing on the video the very first song I ever wrote. When I visited home in August, my mom gave me this book and I actually drew the little lines and the little circles and the little notes because at the time, when you're a, a kid, a child, you think that life is so magical. So I just automatically thought that magically a song would happen if I did all that. And you know, there were some experiences that were like, wow, that could be a song. But I'll tell you, I've always been frustrated ever since then because writing a song, you know, when the mood is there and the will is there, but nothing's there, you get so frustrated. And this is where I wanna tell you self-care is really big because you need to allow yourself brain space to breathe to be able to get these ideas out into a song. And sometimes that means going out into nature and sitting on a mountain somewhere and just staring around and nothing. Um, because if you consume yourself with trying, 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 and you're not getting anywhere because you're just bouncing your head off of this wall, you're only gonna get more frustrated and the writer's block is gonna hang on a lot longer. Um, so take time out for yourself a few times a week if you can do it every day, I highly suggest that you do it every day. Just a few minutes to reset and re-energize your brain because this is the muscle you're using when you're writing a song. It's brain work, so you need to keep that brain clear and healthy when you're going to be doing this. Um, and so my approach now, <laughs> it's a little different than before. The type of music that I write is 
It's been called folk, it's been called rock, it's been called blues, it's been called folk rock, Americana, um, a little bit of everything. And the thing about me is that I, I'm bipolar. I mean, most artists are, they have something going on. For me, it's bipolar. One, one song will be a love song. The next song will be um, a country song. The next song will be a blues song. I go all over the board and it always depends on how I'm feeling at the time. Um, and so what I will tell you is the very first album I set out was Freedom Bound. And that album was written during an experience with domestic violence. So uh, some of the songs on there now, I can look back and say, I don't even want them out there. Um, but they're there. It's too late now, you know? <laughs> and But the reason I say that is because the influence that we have over other people as a musician is huge. So what you're writing about and what you're singing about affects other people in ways that it might not affect you. So sometimes you do have to think, you know, a little deeper than you are. Because I'll tell you, nobody ever takes a song the way it should be taken from the songwriter's point of view. And we go through it all the time. People always tend to relate things with their own life to your song. So all I'm telling you is just be careful with your finished products because you don't want to entice someone to do something terrible. And that can be all the way from beating someone up to committing suicide or bullying or whatever it may be. You can induce behavior with music. So just, you know, pay attention to that. Uh, that's a personal belief of mine. And so now I want to take a more positive approach with my songwriting because it is a movement now for positivity and light and, and good positive vibes for the universe. Um, and we as musicians can do that. So what I suggest to songwriters who are attempting to write a better piece is to actually sit down and turn on the radio to your favorite station Get into Spotify, go to Pandora, listen to some music that you can associate to the type of music you want to be like. Not the same exact thing, just artists you want to be similar to. Then sit down and pay attention to the structure of the song. And when I say structure, I mean some songs will lead with the chorus, the, the hook of the song. And then they'll go into verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, bridge, chorus, out. However they have it set up is probably an industry standard. So pay attention to those changes within a song because a song should be like an ocean wave coming in and pulling back and coming in and pulling back. It makes the person feel more intense and less intense, which can actually help the, the whole structure of the song come together as a great piece because it's invoking all these emotions and feelings from the listener um, on a level where it's not monotone and it's not the same all the way through. Um, so things like that. Pay attention to the lyrics. How is this person um, singing? Are they calming down? Me, I used to sing so hard and 
and strong. I was having health issues at the time. Oh my gosh. And I listen now and say, that's not even me singing anymore because since then I've quit smoking. My voice has changed, you know, and so that sort of thing you do need to pay attention to because you can improve your vocals by taking care of yourself. You can improve your vocals by listening to other people um, and exercising them. So uh, know and be okay with where you have problems because if you don't accept that you have a problem, you won't work on fixing it. And there's nothing wrong with anybody if, if you're singing flat or you're not um, pronunciating the words perfectly. Those are things you can work on. So don't get all, you know, bent out of shape. Uh, if, if the will is there to do it, you will find a way to do it. Um, but back to this, we're going to pay attention to the structure of the song, the, the feel and the vibe of the song, the emotional invocation that the song gives you. Um, you know, pay attention to all of it all of it intensely and you can do this during your self-care if you want when you're out in nature throw in your earbuds and listen to pieces if you want and you know sooner or later ideas will come to you as you're listening and it's funny it's not the same song that you're listening to but you'll be like yeah I know what I want to write about then you turn it off and get it out of your ears and open up that pathway that you got going now um, and you'll get somewhere, I promise, I promise. Um, me, I like to think of a melody or a musical composition, and I'll start getting my words to it, and then maybe I'll go find a song that's gonna fit the kind of style that's close to it, and just study it for a little bit, and then something might come to you. Or simply just go in the room and start jamming around, and I have had books full of words sitting to the side and I would just be jamming and all of a sudden one of them strikes me like, hey, this would fit with this. You're not always going to be able to write a song that has music, words, lyrics, and <laughs> the structure and composition is just right the first time. You know, it takes time. You have to put them together. And um, I heard another artist that I was watching an interview, I love him so much, Dave Grohl, was talking about songwriting. And he said, just even if the song sounds the same as the last song or similar to the last one that you wrote, keep writing. Even if seven songs are similar to each other that you're writing, one of them is going to be the song that you stick with. So just keep writing no matter what um, and don't stop. So that is our segment on songwriting for now. Um, the best advice that I want to give you is just, you know, study other artists that you want to be like and don't ever give up. Visit your pro organization websites if you're listed with a pro. And even if you're not registered with a pro, there's information there on those sites for you that will help you along the way. And actually, it can guide you right into the ASCAP experience and things that, that these pro organizations put on for artists to teach us how to do what we're doing. So I suggest, hey, go check out ASCAP, BMI, SOCAN, CSAC, all those places, and, you know, find out what they have to offer you as far as, you know, 
furthering your career in music. And I will be right back with the next segment because we're going to talk a little bit about content ID and the use of your instrumental pieces in YouTube. So stick around and I'll be right back, right here on Ask Simply Mary. Hey guys, I'd like to welcome you back to the podcast. And right now we are going to talk content ID and YouTube. Uh, the question that I'm asked is if I release a song, just an instrumental on YouTube and a big artist comes and uses it, uh, what do I get out of it? Uh, <laughs> first of all, that's like really probably never gonna happen. If it does, holy cow your chances are better of them reaching out to you to create for them or produce for them or something like that. Uh, because for the most part, stealing, it's difficult. Uh, not that it's impossible, but it can happen. And so I do see your concern there. Uh, so first we're gonna start off with, hey, anytime you write a song, the second you write it, it is copywritten. So just so you know that, first and foremost, even if you are putting it out there, which you shouldn't be, um, it's to save yourself all these headaches. <laughs> it's copywritten. But what you need to do is register it with your pro and then distribute so that your music has the content ID necessary for the streaming services and everything out there in the algorithm of the music industry can find your song, identify your song, and get you paid. Uh, now, if you're releasing music out there, uh, I've done it myself. When I first started writing, I was uploading it to Reverb and giving it away on SoundCloud and uploading it to Number One Music, and you'll still find it everywhere. Um, so I have lost so many streams. I, cannot, I can't even tell you. It is seriously near 800,000 streams that I'm not getting paid for. And, you know, those mistakes are on me. If I want to really twist down and fight for things, I'm sure I could get it, but you know, I'm all right, you know, where I'm at. But don't fall into those holes. Don't give it away for free. Get it done, copyrighted, register with the pro and release it and you'll be good to go. Uh, and you know, when you do use your distributors now, you can claim your YouTube content ID and you can register to have that music in Facebook, TikTok, uh, YouTube, Deezer, everywhere, everywhere. So, uh, so basically you want to get a good distributor. Um, and once you're distributing, go after a publishing administration that can take you on and get your music in all the catalogs. And the one that I would recommend would be Song Trust. And uh, now I am in my nine to 12 month waiting period to start seeing royalties, but I was accepted. And so my music has been added and I am seeing differences um, just having it added everywhere. So that's a good thing. Um, but if you really want to see it go, don't just throw it out there unprotected. I mean, you can copyright collections and you can register. It's so easy. It's, it's just your time, you know? And so you have to weigh is my time important enough and valuable enough to protect my project? Is that even important enough or valuable enough? 
And if, if you're putting things out there that you don't feel are worth your energy to protect, then it's on you whatever happens to it. So, so yeah, that's our YouTube and content ID segment. And I would like to get back to you with a small little update because I got some testing done and I figured I would just save that for the end. So I'm gonna give you guys a short little update for those of you that know about my breast implant illness and the explant that I underwent almost one year ago. So um, I have that update coming up for you next and I thank you so much for hanging in there with me on this crazy podcast. I hope that we get off to a better start this year. Um, It was a bumpy beginning, but I'll explain that to you in just a moment. So we'll be right back right here on Ask Simply Mary. Okay, guys, thanks so much for hanging in there. And this is our last little tidbit on the podcast today. I just wanted to give you a little bit of an update. Um, Our family faced a little bit of a situation that involved um, someone's health in very serious ways uh, for the beginning of the year. So I was a little bit held back with the podcast, which um, everything's okay now. So it's all good that way. the breast implant illness, I'm still very frustrated with. I went for a test today and they confirmed that the mask did change a little bit, but they're still not going to biopsy. So, you know, protocols are protocols and they're only allowed to do what they're only allowed to do. So I need to either find new care or <laughs> just forget about it. And I'm opting to just forget about it for now. So you probably won't hear way too much on it unless something serious goes on. Um, I I don't want to keep complaining about all these little health issues, but um, yeah, I I mean, I was injured by a medical device, plain and simple, um, and it really wasn't cool. So let's see what surfaces with that, and maybe, maybe I'll see breast implants on TV like the Juul device. Who knows, 10 years from now. Um, But (laughs) I'm just so frustrated with that. But yes, um, and I did have really super good news. I got my first audiobook in production right now, and as soon as I get my 15-minute checkpoint cleared, then I will be sharing that with you um, a little bit about the book and along the way, and then we'll release it, and hopefully you'll buy it, you know? So this will be my first audiobook production I'm excited to get done. And um, I'm nervous at the same time, you know? Uh, because I want it to turn out good even you know it's like I just I want it to be good I want it to be great not for me for her because this this book is really kind of cool it's about some health issues and challenges getting over some things and so this book I think is going to help me in a way you know by the time I'm done with it it's going to be therapeutic in a way but um But yeah, stick around with the podcast because we have interviews coming up that are going to be about wellness and self-care, mental health, physical health, things that we need to work on. Um, And so I thought maybe bringing in people that can lend their expertise 
would be a good thing for you guys. So hopefully those interviews will be taking place soon. And I'd like to do some artist development interviewing as well. So, um, and if you're interested in interviewing with me on here, then we can set something up. So just shoot me an email, visit the website at simplymarymusic.com. Tune in here on Anchor FM. You can even leave me a voice message on Anchor and maybe I can add it into our episode and, you know, answer your questions that way too. And, uh, you know, but for now, that's it. I am revamping the studio to do my audiobook creation. And once I get finished with this nice, oh, my manuscript's right here. This nice, big, thick manuscript. So, um, yeah, once I get finished with that, then we'll be moving these panels here and we'll have our green screen back and we can start making some fun things. Uh, But for now, it's serious work. And um, I'm always looking for new projects. And so once I get done with this one, it's going to be on to the next. So um, I'm hoping that audiobook creation becomes something that I'm doing almost every day. (laughs) It's fun. um, And it's going to have a great payoff in the end. So, and there's, there's another suggestion for you. For those of you that are looking for some side gigs or something, you can um, sign up and do voiceover work. So maybe we'll touch on that in another episode. Um, For now, I'm just going to stick with what we're doing right now. And once we get some interviews out of the way and I get further on my book, um, then we'll start talking more about audiobook creation as another studio source of income. And uh, I can show you how to get started. So hopefully you stick around with me long enough to do that if you're interested. And if you have questions about anything, just visit the website and ask. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, follow, whatever it may be that you're the best at, do it. And thanks so much for joining me today on Ask Simply Mary. We'll see you next time.